We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a massive recruiting weekend for Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks, and we're previewing Oregon's Junior Day on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Been a little minute since we had a pod, but we are back. Arguably better. Huge weekend on tap for the Ducks. I'm not rolling solo. I'm joined by Ducks Wire. USA Today Ducks Wire publisher Zachary Neal. Zach, how are we doing, man? Thanks for being here. I'm good, man. I'm excited to talk to you. Thank you for having me on. Like you said, huge weekend on tap, so I'm excited to get into it. I don't know if the viewers will know, but I was like inches away from just totally butchering that intro. But (laughs) we roll on. We roll on. I'm super stoked. It's a huge weekend in Eugene. Last weekend was a big weekend. Just to kind of, I think a good point to just kind of broadly lay this thing out zach is that this is the second junior day it's junior days junior weekends for, yeah. for oregon dan lenny and the ducks have been all over the country visiting their top prospects a lot of times it's right before or right after they came out to, to oregon for a visit and i think this list for this weekend i didn't have as good of a feel last weekend but this visit list for this weekend we'll get into some of these guys is pretty mm-hmm. star-studded yeah, it's it's completely stacked. I forget who it was. I saw one of the the kids who's visiting put on Twitter is like, I can't wait to be at Oregon for Elite Junior Day this weekend. And it's like I don't know if they're saying this one's Elite Junior Weekend and last week was not, but I, whatever it is. I mean, I like you said last week. I think there was a lot of really good players, a lot of star studded players, a lot of talent. Eugene for the weekend and this weekend is certainly topping that because you've got some several five-star kids in the 2025 class. You got a couple five-stars from the 2026. I know we're going to focus mostly on 2025 today, but uh, yeah, a lot of really good players that if Oregon can land some of them, not even all of them, like it'll be insane what they can do for the 2025. If you guys want a closer look at who is coming to Oregon this weekend, uh, I've confirmed a lot of these guys are going to be here. And there's some more that are kind of rumored or reported out there. Um, that I haven't been able to confirm individually. But if you guys want to see who's coming to Eugene this weekend or is, who is at least expected, head on over to ducksdigest.com. we got a full visitor list for you, and I'm going to keep updating that uh, as I get more info. But, Zach, let's talk about one of the biggest visitors 
you, the argument could certainly be made that it is the biggest visitor of the weekend. That is 2025 Duncanville, Texas wide receiver DeCorian Moore. He is currently a verbal commit to LSU, but this is a guy that has been on Oregon's radar for a long, long time. And that's not just because of his talent. He was also heavily recruited during the recruitment of his teammate, Colin Simmons, an edge rusher in the 24 class that ended up at Texas. Boy, what a guy to start it off with, Zach. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right on. This is probably the number one target, I would say, at least just for who's on campus this weekend. Number one wide receiver in the class. I think number four overall player in the in the two seven sports, two four seven sports composite, excuse me. Um, just an, an incredible talent. I mean, you look at the tape, you're showing the tape right now. He could go up, he's got that ability to just sky up and get balls. Um, five foot eleven, one seventy-five. He's not a massive receiver. I mean, he's not your, your Troy Franklin type. That's, um, you know, going to be that elite big body on the outside, but I think that his skill set is so impressive. And, um, I know he's someone that, um, like you said, verbal commitment to LSU, but that we've seen before that it's not stop Oregon or any other schools from still recruiting him very hard. So, um, I've seen reports out there this week that, you know, he's still definitely keeping Oregon warm and still considering them going forward. This is a guy back-to-back Texas 6A state champion. That's the highest level of football that you can play uh, in Texas for for my money. I'm pretty sure on that. Um, Maybe this is a guy that you kind of see in the mold of Evan Stewart. I think they're built Mm -hmm. similarly from a physical standpoint. They're both in the state of Texas, super explosive, twitchy, big play waiting to happen kind of a deal. I think that Oregon has a unique chance here because they already have some really good wide receivers in the fold in 25 with Adrian Wilson, also out of Texas as well as Dallas Wilson out of Florida. You still got Miami and Florida State heavily involved there, but you get him back on Mm -hmm. campus this weekend, Zach. He's one of those big visitors. So I think that if you can keep those guys you already have and then bring in even more talent, I put in my prediction for Cooper Perry, the 25 wide receiver out of Arizona to end up at Oregon. If you compare that with all those guys and Decorium Moore, that would just be a whole nother level. I mean, this staff is really continuing to just push the envelope, push the envelope, one-up themselves at, at every opportunity that they get. And it's just been kind of interesting to see that, I mean, a few years ago, and this is no discredit to to Mario Cristobal or any of the previous coaching staffs, this is a guy that Oregon, I don't think, would ever even dream of getting or like having on campus. But then you see the success of the passing game under Kenny Dillingham and Will Stein, and you see what um, you know, Troy Franklin and Tez Johnson can do both having, you know, absolute career years and and historic years in Oregon history last year at the same time. And that kind of shows that, oh, yeah, these elite high school receivers can come to Oregon and have that type of success. So, like you said, him coming this weekend, also having Dallas Wilson on campus and Oregon commit, um, you know, it's it's huge. I think that they can get some some really good recruiting um, from Dallas to to Corian and try and get them both on campus. Uh, like you said, they've also got Adrian in the mix. Uh, people expect Cooper Perry to be in the mix. Um, you know, it's this wide receiver class is stacking up really nicely very early on for Oregon. And I think that wide receiver is it's kind of going to be a priority in any recruiting class just because you need those guys. You need to have depth. But for Oregon particularly, uh, I think when you're losing a bunch of veterans like Gary Bryant, Treshawn Holden, and Tez Johnson after this next season, it makes sense to see the, the uh, focus that they put on the position. The last note I have here with Decorium Moore in Oregon, I mean, I, I'm not by any means ready to make a prediction for Decorium Moore to Oregon by uh, at right at this point, but I think that this visit obviously certainly helps them. Uh, maybe we can even get him back out again for the the June the 
spring game, excuse me, mm-hmm. that was recently announced for April 27th. But Oregon's in a really good spot. I can tell you that much. Um, there's a unique kind of element here, I think, just kind of nationally here with LSU's class, Zach, because they got number one quarterback, Bryce Underwood, mm-hmm. number one wide receiver, DeCorian Moore, and number one running back, Harlan Berry, yeah. who's from the state of Louisiana. I feel mm-hmm. like unless like it's some huge, huge recruiting power, all those top Louisiana guys end up going to LSU. But I think the fact that Oregon has some pull here under Junior Adams with the development and with the recruiting that he's done um, just speaks a lot to where they've come. Well, and it's this could be used as more of a, a general statement for all the groups we talk about, but Oregon's stability right now, it just as a program, you know, with Lanning staying and all the coaches staying and having so many players come back, that's speaking volumes on the recruiting trail. And these players see that and they're they're seeing this program be built and where they're headed in the Big Ten. That means a lot to these players. And so, um, you know, like I like I was talking about, we wouldn't even think of someone like Corian coming a few years ago. But now this is really a, a actual possibility because the way that Oregon is building and what they're doing on the recruiting trail, year three under landing, um, this will be his what his third full recruiting class. I think it's going to be really impressive to see how good this can get because, you know, the 2024 class was the greatest in school history. So I'm curious to see how many times he can break that record over the next couple of years. And, and that's really how it goes in, in the world of recruiting, Zach, is that you're you're always trying to uh, one-up yourself and continue to push the, the envelope with a lot of these guys um, that you're trying to bring in. And I think that Oregon's really going to be regularly in that top five category as they move yeah. on here uh, in, into future classes. That's that's really just where this program, I think, has been, has been built to go consistently. And even with some coaching turnover here and there, and as long as Dan Lanning's there at the helm, Tosh Lapoy and, and Will Stein, I think that there's just so much potential for crazy, crazy recruiting classes. Let's move on to our next guy coming to town this weekend, a big-time offensive guy as well. That is 2025 Derby Kansas tight end Deshaun Brame. He is uh, ranked number five at his position on the composite from 247, top 150 guy nationally also on the composite. Um, and I think that I really like where, where Oregon stands here heading into this visit. Um, you know, the staff has gone out to see him throwing some highlights here on YouTube at Oregon football. Max Taurus is the channel you can find me at, but Oregon's got some momentum here. You got a couple of crystal ball predictions in from the two, four, seven guys. Um, this is a top guy nationally plays with California power for a seven on seven ball. And this tight end board for Oregon is stacked in the 25 Mm -hmm. class Zach. What I love about this this tight end room and the prospects that they seem to be going after is just the the physical mold that they're in. I mean, Brames listed at what six foot six. I've got it behind me, two hundred thirty five pounds. I mean, he's a, a real big. You know, he reminds me of that kind of mix between a tight end and a wide receiver. He's not going to be your Patrick Herbert style blocking tight end or someone like that we've seen in the past, but um, more of your Kenyon Sadiq's such a, a unique athlete that I don't want to compare him to Kenyon Sadiq, but kind of like your Terrence Ferguson, someone who can go up and absolutely sky over guys in the end zone and be a real red zone threat. So um, I like Deshaun a lot. I think that um, we've seen a lot of those predictions come in that Oregon is definitely in the lead for him. I wouldn't be surprised if they got a commitment from him soon, but um, yeah, he's, he's going to be someone really fun to watch. I think this visit this weekend is definitely very important. It's certainly an important visit for the Ducks and Brame, who's been to Oregon before. So there's obviously some familiarity there that is uh, at play for the Ducks. 
Um, I'm, I want to say that they went out to go see him on the recruiting trail um, mm-hmm. during all these visits. Um, I'm ad-libbing a little bit here just because I'm, I'm pretty sure to... they did. I, I saw that picture somewhere. I forget when it was, but... Okay, fair enough. So we're, we're going to go with the benefit of the doubt there. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think just like you said, the mold that they're looking for these guys in is, is really impressive. We're going to talk about another tight end after we talk about Brame. But the state of Kansas, Zach, has a lot of really, really good um, recruits uh, in, in this 2025 class. Maybe more guys than than uh, I think we've seen recently. And, and Oregon's involved in a couple of uh, those recruitments. Not just Brame. You have the number two player, um in Lincoln Cure, who's another tight end out of the state of Kansas. And then you have uh, a big time offensive tackle in Andrew Babaloa, Babalola, excuse me, uh, that the Ducks are also in on. So I think that w- if you could get a commitment from Brame, um, possibly this weekend, uh, or just, you know, coming off of that visit, that would certainly put you in a really good spot here because Oregon's 25 class, they only have four guys, but the, the overall feeling that I get here, Zach, is kind of like, um, think about it like, the dam's about to burst like a lot, a lot of water up against it. And it's just ready to kind of take off. And I feel like a good run's coming for Oregon. Yeah. It's it's there in, in such good position with so many people that it's like, something's got to, that shoe's got to drop pretty soon. And I think like you, that, that dam analogy is perfect because um, you know, once one commit goes, it's, it's going to be a lot. And they're very lucky to have someone like a quarterback an elite quarterback in Achilles Smith, who's committed early because we know how important it is for current players and current commits to commit the rest of the, um, the rest of the class. So uh, another thing on the tight ends, I just think it's, it's kind of cool to see how, you know, once the a coaching staff's been here long enough, you can see how they want to build their roster and how they want to go after these guys. And we saw them get two very solid tight ends, in the 2024 class with Roger Salakiaga or, remind me how to pronounce that name i'm sorry i butchered yeah, it Sally, but uh, roger saliapaga saliapaga thank you and then aj pugliano i believe is how you say that's two tough names while wow, we're gonna have to write those for several years to come but um two really good tight ends they may not be as highly rated as some of these guys are going after now but i know that those are guys that the staff really likes and like their skill set so and then they're going after these really elite talents in the 2025 class they're kind of building this this group of tight ends that they really feel confident in going forward so i just love to see that as as landing staff grows older here and they kind of set their roots here we're seeing how they like to build their rosters which has been really fun and i think that the recruiting efforts at the position uh are also kind of worthy of a, a shout out to drew Maringer. uh is it Maringer or Maringer? i never know i think it's Maringer. Maringer. So we could just okay. we could have a whole pronunciation podcast and just that would take you know what we're gonna, we're gonna pivot here <laughs> uh, we're just talking about names no analysis yeah break out your dictionaries let's get phonic on it um but yeah no so just to kind of wrap it up on brain i mean he he is it's it's brain um lincoln cure nate roberts those are kind of the main guys i think at, at tight end here that that oregon's really really taking their focus at uh, taking their their you know time and prioritizing those guys. Um, well, and I'm then at, before we move on from tight end too, I I know we're talking about mostly 2025s now, but they also have 2026 five star Brock Harris coming this weekend too. So, um, like you, just a, a massive tight end weekend specifically. So I I know that's someone that they're really high on going forward as the entire nation is obviously a five star, but um, that's another another name to keep an eye on this weekend. No, definitely, definitely good to keep an eye on him as well. But 
we're not off the tight ends just yet. We're going to hit on <laughs> Nate Roberts. I was just waiting for the film to load. Uh, yeah. So have no fear, uh, tight end fans out there in uh, Oregon Duckland. Uh, we're talking about Nate Roberts because he's another huge name that's going to be on campus this weekend. He's out of Washington, Oklahoma. He mm-hmm. is listed at 6'4", 235 pounds, number four tight end in the class, number 107 nationally, 37 reported scholarship offers on the table uh, for Roberts here. And I think when I look at his film, I think I see a little bit of a different player from Brame. I think I see a guy who's maybe a little bit more hard-nosed and physical in his mm-hmm. nature. And uh, maybe it's just because I'm a 49er fan, but I'm going to say I see a little George Kittle here uh, oh, with, nice. with, with, uh, with Nate Roberts. <laughs> um, God, I really hope the Niners win next week. But uh, Roberts is a big name on campus. Um, the staff went to go see him. Um, and this one looks, Zach, like it's kind of shaping up to be an Ohio State um, and, and Oregon battle. Yeah, I mean, several crystal, crystal ball predictions already in for Ohio State. But looking at those, well, one of them came from Steve Wilcox. Well, Fong came a few weeks ago in uh, January, so um, they probably have the momentum right now, but, you know, anything can change in recruiting very quickly and getting him on campus this weekend is huge. Uh, like you said, he's got a little bit more of that physical, you know, athleticism than Brain does, who's more of a pass catcher in my mind. It's kind of like a Terrence Ferguson, Patrick Herbert type in my, like that, the you know, the comparison between the two where Herbert's a little bit more physical than Ferguson, while Ferguson's more of a pass catcher out on the outside, so... Um, but yeah, a big name to have on campus this weekend. I think that Oregon probably feels like they can make a good move for him going forward. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and based on some of the the recent conversations that I've had, um, it, it seems like Oregon might have made up some ground uh, w- with Roberts here, and I think they're obviously in a position to capitalize even further this weekend um, <laughs> when they get him on campus because he he was I believe he was on uh, the Ohio State campus last weekend. The Ohio State uh, staff came out to see him, but Oregon sent Maringer, uh, Lanning, and Will Stein out to see him uh, in at his high school. Um, as the national recruiting efforts continue for Oregon 
So I think that we can definitely tell that Roberts is is really a big priority. And, and maybe part of that has to do with Lincoln Cure possibly trending towards Kansas State. There's been mm-hmm. some predictions out there for him to, to stay in his home state and, and play his college ball in Manhattan. Um, and just a side note, Zach, I, I if there were – there was all the plane tracking stuff during the coaching carousel, <laughs> but oh my God, how cool would it be if like you could be, if the fans and the reporters could be like, all right, this is where Dan Lanning is at. And we're just like the map and the flight tracking. Like I, how does this guy do it? He's just all over the place all the time. Yeah. It's, it's pretty insane. Just and not, it's, it's one thing for just one, your head coach to be doing that and be everywhere in every state. But then you talk to some of the other the position coaches and some of the recruiting guys, and it's like, man, this I think Oregon probably had people in almost every state this over these past couple of weeks because they are just everywhere. And then they're they're back home on the weekends recruiting these guys in Eugene. So yeah, the uh it's been fun to watch the recruiting efforts dial up over the past few weeks because man, they are they all need a vacation. They're all working incredibly, incredibly hard. And I don't think it's gonna stop anytime soon. And, and that's another reason, Zach, that this weekend is so big for the Ducks because we're going to be entering a dead period here. Um, I think pretty much once the next week starts when mm-hmm. players can't take recruiting visits and coaches can't can't go see these guys. So I know that this Oregon staff, it's really pedal to the metal kind of through the weekend. Um, but uh, the, the big names definitely uh, keep on coming. We're going to move on from tight end and um, come out to my neck of the woods a little bit in Southern California to talk about some of the top prospects there that are going to be making their way up north to Eugene. Let's talk about modern-day edge rusher uh, Nasir Wyatt. Nasir Wyatt, excuse me. Um, God, we're, we're back on the pronunciation, but I found out that that's <laughs> it's Nasir, not Nasir. Nasir. Um, okay, uh, Nasir Wyatt. He has an interesting story, Zach. I... I, I uh, uploaded a recent interview with him over on ducks digest. If you guys want to go give that one a read with some awesome, awesome quotes, but uh, this guy is an absolute missile off of the edge. Um, uh, and he is really the top edge target for Oregon here in, in 2025, along with uh, Cleveland, no, sorry, Cincinnati standout, Justin Hill also interviewed him this week. Um, and, but I mean, with, with Nasir Wyatt, he was actually supposed to go to Florida this weekend mm-hmm. he told me but um but after landing came by his school uh he was communicating hey it's urgent that we get you up here before the dead period oh my god look at that highlight that's uh that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's impressive that's, that's against uh maybe a major horse collar but still a good play um or face mask whatever it is this is against sarah in the state title game where tom brady went um they were one of my league rivals so honestly not not too upset at that highlight <laughs> um but nasir wyatt just crazy crazy fast off the edge and quick um he told me that um you know he kind of had a little bit of a reset with his recruitment because of that coaching carousel from the Saban retirement but mm-hmm. I- i've had my prediction on nasir wyatt since like november to go to oregon and, and mm-hmm. i still feel like that's the case i think that oregon is so clearly the team to beat here he feels like i mean this kind of newish era of recruiting in Oregon, it feels like it'd be somewhat of a surprise if he doesn't end up in Eugene because you look at, you know, anymore you have elite edge talent or elite defensive line talent on the West coast. I mean, look at Aiden Breland, look at Elijah rushing. I mean, it's just kind of, it's that new cycle where, Oh yeah, that's, they're probably going to end up at Oregon because you've got a really good defensive coach, really good defensive line coach up here. Um, you know, it's, I've, I know there's been predictions, like you said, like you've had a prediction for him to go to Oregon for a long time, but just at this point, it would be somewhat of a surprise if he didn't end up here. 
Yeah, and, and Oregon has really taken the the all out approach here. You got Lanning, you got Tosh, uh, and Rashad Wadud, who's a a really integral part of Oregon Southern California recruiting. I mean, I feel <laughs> like people are just kind of learning more about him now, uh, mm-hmm. following Demetrius Martin's departure. But he has been such a huge part of the recruiting efforts for Oregon, spe- specifically in Southern California, where he's from. He was on the Long Beach Poly staff uh, before he got to Oregon. Um, and, and with, with Nasir Wyatt, um, he, he was throwing out the, the, the grass is green Eugene, like that's starting to pop up in interviews more, which is so cool. Um, and yeah. then just talking about the, the quote that stood out to me the most Zach was, and maybe, I, I don't know if you saw it, but the quote that stood out to me was when he said, all these schools, all these other coaches had the chance to recruit me like Tosh and Dan mm-hmm. have, but they're actually doing it you know, kind yeah, of paraphrasing here. Like they're, did it. Yeah. They're, they're not saying, Hey, come out to our school to, to show us that you're interested. They're, they're going to him and mm-hmm. they obviously going to get him on campus. So I think that Oregon's clearly the team to beat here. And I think that really that he could be one of those class headliners that they build around moving forward. Yeah. I think that he's definitely someone that they've, you know, landing when he came here said it was so important to keep the the good guys at home and he was talking mostly about Oregon players and keeping the best talent in Oregon playing in Oregon but that also it translates down to Southern California and we've seen that USC's recruiting efforts have been you know different I guess you would say maybe lackluster and in, in getting some of those guys and keeping them home but um, Oregon's found that they can go have a major major hold down in Southern California and get these guys I kind of feel like you can if someone from modern day, if someone like Nasir Wyatt or Nasir, I forget how we said to pronounce it, but yeah, um, if he ends up at Oregon, I feel like that's almost now considered like him staying home because, you know, Oregon is kind of, they're recruiting him like he's in their backyard, which has been really impressive to see. So keeping him on the West Coast, I think would be a huge deal. Yeah. And, and the, the backyard element of it honestly has, has come up a number of times for me when I talk to these Southern California guys, you know, it's not too far away. It's an easy flight mm-hmm. that the parents can make it. So that that's really the the reality of the situation with, with, uh, with Wyatt. Um, let's talk about one more specific guy here uh, staying at modern day that is expected mm-hmm. to make the trip up to Eugene. And that is 2025 running back Jordan Davison, who is ranked as one of the top running backs in the country for the 2025 class. I think the composite has him as the number two back. You will see him heavily linked with Oregon as well as Texas moving forward in this recruitment. Um, I've seen predictions to Texas on some Mm -hmm. sites. I still think that Oregon is in a really good spot here. Um, They've hosted him on campus a number of times. And again, this goes back to kind of what I was saying, how DeCorian Moore was taking visits with Colin Simmons. He was taking visits with some Mm -hmm. of these other modern day recruits that have come through, whether it's Aiden Breland, Jack Ressler, Brandon Baker uh, from the last cycle. Um, Zabian Brown was another guy. And then you have Marcus Harris as another guy that they're going after from, from modern day. So just furthering your point about how they're really making this a priority, but I still really feel like Oregon has a very, very good shot here in in the 25 class with Jordan Davison. Um, I think he is their premier running back target, but -hmm. we know that Carlos Lachlan likes to go national with it. I think that, yeah, we, we can say that he is, I've been told at least he is one of their top two premier running back targets, him and Deidre Hill. I believe I'm saying that right. Who was here last weekend, if I'm um, mm-hmm. not mistaken. But those are two guys that they are they are very locked in on, and they they really want in the fold. Um, I I don't know that they would take both of them. I think they would probably take both of them if they both said, "Hey, we want to come to Oregon." We've seen them take two 
two running backs in a class before, obviously. But um, yeah, Jordan is he's a very, very talented back. I think the composite have is, has him as the number 45 overall player in the nation in the 2025 class. Um, he's he kind of fits that um Jordan James, you know, body size mold. He's about 5'11, a little bit over 200 pounds. You could easily see him adding 10 to 15 pounds of muscle and being one of those bruiser backs, but very versatile too, and still very quick. He can find holes, cut up, um, cut up field very quickly. So yeah, I, I know that they're they're very high on this kid. They really want him in the fold. Um, I think getting him up this weekend with this collection of talent around him will be, you know, very important in their efforts. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just realized that I was showing his sophomore tape. I actually don't know if he has his junior <laughs> tape up on huddle, um, which was the issue there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is, you know, the, the cream of the crop when it comes to running back is Jordan Davison. I think he was one of those recruits when I saw him, I think the first time I saw him was 2022 and mm-hmm. he was a sophomore and he looked like he could play in college then. <laughs> um, I mean, he's originally from Northern California. I think Walnut mm-hmm. Creek area is what I was told. Um, you know, been able to spend a, a good amount of time around him in the modern day program. So that would be a, a huge, huge name for them to get going here. And again, this is one of those names that we've been saying for a while, mm-hmm. Jordan Davison in Oregon, modern day in Oregon. So I think that the Ducks are in an awesome spot here and they only have a chance to further solidify that with a good visit this weekend. But let's let's kind of, uh, you know, go a little bit big picture here, Zach, as we maybe wind down a little bit here on the pod. Just um, just where things feel like they're at for Oregon in the 25 class, you know, seeing that we've had coaches all across the country, but now they're getting back to Eugene, you know, maybe settle down a little bit, feel more comfortable. Right. Just not having to go, go, go. But Mm -hmm. um all these guys are coming in this weekend. I just feel like they have a huge opportunity to capitalize. It feels like they've kind of got they're They're in such a good spot right now. It feels like they've got the pick of the litter almost at some point. They're, they're so solid in their foundation now with year three and landing. They've got their, you know, two top 10 recruiting classes under landing now a top five recruiting class under landing. The talent is there. They know that they could be competitive for a national championship this year. And now it's start. It's time to start flexing those muscles a little bit on the recruiting trail and saying, "Hey, we've shown what we can do with this this coaching staff. We've shown what we can do with this brand in Oregon. Come join us. You'll see over the next few months what we can really do." Because they just added some incredible transfers on top of it as well. So it's it's just been very cool to see. You know, it's a year ago we were talking about some of these weekends where you know two or three five stars were coming, and it's like, "Wow, this is one of the best recruiting visit weekends we've ever seen in Eugene." Now it's like, okay, this, yes, it's, it's great, but it's also kind of normal because we've seen this staff do this before and put on these, these giant recruiting efforts. So um, I don't know that this weekend, you know, we talked about the dam breaking. I don't know if this weekend will result in a lot of commitments or anything, but um, whether it does or not, I don't think it matters because they're putting in that effort and they're really, they're on such a great trajectory going forward. I, whether or not there's three commitments after this weekend or not, it doesn't dissuade me from thinking this will be another top 10, maybe top five class when all is said and done. That's certainly become the standard for recruiting at Oregon. Um, to give you guys another idea of just how big this weekend is, two other massive names we haven't even spent a second yeah. talking about. <laughs> uh, you have DJ Pickett, who's yep. listed, I see, as a safety and as a corner. Um, He's also listed as a wide receiver in the list that I got. So it's like, okay, he can do it all. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Perfect, perfect point. But uh, a five-star guy, top 10 player, according to the composite out of um, uh, 
Zephyr Hills in Tampa. Yeah, good, good luck pronouncing that one. I was just going to stay away I from it. <laughs> I, I actually feel pretty good about that. Zephyr Hills. Okay. Um, but we'll see. And then another one, um, you know, the Ducks had Fahim Delaney in town last weekend, number one safety in the class. So like, oh man, how do you, how do you follow that up? Well, how about the number two safety? Uh, Shaker Heights out of Cleveland, Ohio, um, athlete slash safety, Trey McNutt announced on Thursday evening that he's going to be out to Oregon. So you follow up the number one safety with the number two safety. I mean, this is just insane. Not even to, to you're not going to land all these guys, but just you're, you're obviously clearly in the mix to be getting a visit like this when, when visits are as highly coveted and as valuable as they are right now. And then another important name to know, I mean, this is another 26 name and we're talking about mostly 25s, but Jared Curtis, the number one quarterback, 2026 class, number one overall player in the 2026 class will be in, in town this weekend, um, at least from what I've been told. So uh, it's just a, another incredible guy to have on campus and, um, you know, we'll see what they can do with that. I know it's, it's looking down the road a little bit and you've got your um, your quarterback room stacked in a such a nice way right now with Dylan Gabriel and Dante Moore than Kelly Smith and on and on and on. And this could be another name that ultimately gets added to the list. Who knows if, if things go well this weekend? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So there, there's just the, the talent is just lining up. I'm really curious to see kind of how the 25 quarterback picture maybe changes or stays the same, because mm-hmm. I don't think you need another quarterback from the 25 class because you already have Dante Moore and Achilles Smith, but there are still some options out there, but either way, Oregon's in an awesome spot. Of course, already having Achilles Smith Jr. Uh, in the fold, who was on campus this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there, things are looking good right now for the Ducks. But we could talk a whole lot longer uh, about this weekend and all things recruiting. But um, I know we both got things to get to, so I just wanted to get you on here and and get a little preview before the crazy weekend uh, gets going here. Zach, any any final thoughts before we kind of wrap? I had one question for you before we ended, oh. and this is a completely off topic from what we've talked about before. You had a, a good interview with Jabbar Muhammad after his commitment. Did you ever find out what the emojis mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, what it, uh, please explain it to me because I, okay. I know I'm not the only one that's curious what it's like a, a box and a duck and then thumbs down and everyone was tweeting it out. I have no idea what it means, but I'm curious. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, well, I... It's um, I guess I can start it with this. this um, it's a common DB celebration. Um, and I asked um, Cameron Alexander when he committed what it meant oh, because he, he didn't he didn't know he didn't so much do the box, but it was the thumbs down, um, which you see Jabbar do as well. Um, uh-huh. You know, both out of the state of Texas, coincidentally. But the, the thumbs down means no, sir, um, okay. more generally. Um, you know, kind of like a no fly zone type of deal. Uh-huh. But I think that the the box just means like it's kind of like you're clamped up, you know, you're locked yep. down. Put um, me in the box. Like, okay. Like in like in basketball, maybe when you're defending somebody. But okay. that's that's pretty much my understanding of it. But he talked hey, to me. That was one that's of the good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was one of the cool parts of the interview. He was talking about how, like, you know, the, the some of the members of the staff were doing it, some of the players mm-hmm. were doing it. So, like, I mean, Lanny was even tweeting out the emojis, like that's just how crazy it's kind of taken this uh, program by storm, but I think it's super swaggy and, and Jabbar Muhammad's a, an awesome kid. So I'm excited to see him in Eugene. Well, that's what's, that's what was funny is because we were at the the Oregon basketball game at the Arizona game when he um, committed. And so I'm sitting in the press row and Dan Lanning's, you know, a hundred yards away sitting courtside. And then we see the tweet from Lanning come out with those emojis. I was like, all right, I just saw him do the duck tweet. That was pretty cool. But yeah, thank you for that explanation. I, I feel a lot more confident about what that means now. 
You got it. You got it. Well, uh, before we get out of here, Zach, let the people know where they can find you and all the great work you have going in this space. Yeah, you can get me at uh, duckswire.usatoday.com. Follow me at Zachary C. Neal on Twitter. I've got my own podcast, the Going Long Podcast. We've got a really good episode coming out next week. I'll say it now with Jonathan Stewart. Had him on yesterday. Had a really good interview with him. So um, that'll come out on Monday morning. So, yeah, that's that's where to find me. Good stuff. Right on, right on. Well, make sure you guys tap in with Zach. If you want to find more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mtaurussports. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Read me over at ducksdigest.com and then listen to the Ducks Ducks Dish. I was doing so well. The Ducks Dish (laughs) podcast. But um, man, huge weekend. Huge, huge weekend on tap in Eugene. But until next time, you guys, thanks so much for tuning in and we will catch you in the next episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.